Boom, live, welcome, Short Convos podcast. I'm JC Cashman, <laughs> Warrior of Light, and this is As Merrillay. As <laughs> I've come uh, really ready to chat today. I've come really ready to chat. I won't lie, uh, last couple of uh, weeks, uh, you know when you've got something in the diary that you just do, you don't think about it, you, it just has to happen. But I, I wasn't really in the mood for chatting. But like a lot of things, uh, you're not in the mood for it. You just get up and do it and you feel a lot better afterwards. So I'm not saying I didn't yeah. enjoy our chats the last couple of days. <laughs> I, I, I've just come this week ready to chat. But did you want to start us off? Or how's your week will that be? Uh, my week's because any, I'm just curious now, any particular reason for the shift that you can uh, pinpoint? Well, I... <laughs> I, I've come to chat. I'm not necessarily talking about roller coaster up and down week to week and everything else. We're not really mentioning the whole COVID thing and all of that. But what I wanted to say is uh, I noticed, I'm really noticing that shift in oneself. Uh, and I'm pleased about that. So the first week of the year, I came pumped ready for the year. The second week, I wasn't feeling well and basically just tried to survive. And now this week, I'm looking at the year and being like, okay, right, this is where we are right now. I'm not overly pumped. I'm not uh, anything else. It's just like, this is where we are. I'm, I'm accepting of it. And looking back at last week, uh, the only way I can sort of put it is I lost control and I don't like that feeling. I didn't lose control as in road rage. I didn't kick or punch anyone. I didn't uh, storm off shouting or not that kind of, luck, but I just lost control with my, with myself. The, does that make sense to you? Yeah. Your, your head chatter, the voice in your head got away from you. Yeah. I just couldn't do anything. I just couldn't do anything. I, I, I'd get to the end of the day and it was like, oh, that ain't shit. As in, I, any task that I tried, I couldn't even fathom a task. It was it was that poor, uh, poor a show. And you get to the end of the day, and it's like, oh, bloody hell! And just the thought of doing something was painful. Yeah, I just lost complete control, and I just don't like it when I'm like that. Not that I'm always, you know, uh, in control. It's not always ones and zeros. But am I making any sense? Yeah, yeah but it happens to the best of us, doesn't it? I think where it gets to you is when it racks up multiple days. Like yeah. I've had a day here and there where it's been, well, that was a complete waste of a day. Uh, but I've, it's, it's when it's like three days, four days, even up to five days, basically in a row where you're just like, man, I'm just not showing up uh, day in, day out. And I think that's where you, you know, you feel like you're in a funk and you've got to kind of find a way out of that. But th that feeling is, is incredibly frustrating. Uh, uh, I think it, I think it was contributed, so uh, I suppose I'm having a little bit of a rant. Well, I'm going to have a rant in a moment. Uh, there, uh, there's a, I suppose there's a few different contributing factors, like not feeling well or a bit tired or those kind of, kind of things. Uh, a contributing factor, which I'm going to have a, a rant about, uh, I don't want it solved, I just want to rant about it, homeschooling. Uh, I don't know if you're having school at home school, Anne, but you might not be experiencing this at the moment. Uh, but Can't I'm sure you can relate, or you're maybe being homeschooled. Uh, homeschooling, as in in a pandemic, in a lockdown, and homeschooling children. Uh, I want, yeah, uh, let, let's not call it a rant. Let's, I just want to talk about it because it's a hell of a thing, as it is a hell of a thing. What I've seen is that it really varies, like in terms of what schools are offering from school to school, 
in terms of how good the classes are or if there even are classes. Uh, and yeah, I can't imagine because you've got three girls, all different age groups, all, all different schools. Uh, no, uh, because Daisy's at a secondary school, but this is the first uh, academic year of that. Right. Yeah. So like, I, I, I yeah, more power to you, man. I can't, <laughs> I'm, I am imagining it's not the easiest thing in the world. Just having enough devices and enough internet seems like a struggle, let alone anything else. Yeah, that's it. It's like, uh, I, I know the government are making a big thing about getting kids back to school and I, I can see why. I know it's not maybe not good for numbers with the virus and things like that. That's why they're off. But I can see why. And uh, it's you're just not set up for it. Like, no, I'm not going to point fingers at the schools. I, I think it's wrong to point fingers at the schools without knowing the full depth. You don't know what this teacher is uh, uh, got going on at home. They might be poorly. They might have someone poorly. They might have kids of their own. So I'm not going to. But what I will say on that, though, is being in lockdown three, lockdown one, there was little to nothing at all. And that was my our experience as parents and across the board, like talking to my brother who's got kids of similar age and other parents at the club. Uh, there, there was little to no uh, support whatsoever. It was like, well, get on with it kind of thing. Uh, the second lockdown, I think some schools stood up a bit more. This lockdown is completely different. Uh, like this lockdown, CC, for instance, our eldest, she has a whole uh, day of... Uh, Google Classroom classes. Uh, yeah, wow. uh, and like it caught her out the other day. She's making breakfast while you know watching a, a teacher, and I'm like, "Come on, you got to you know get get on this now," uh, because the whole the thing the last few lockdowns have been different. So they've definitely stepped it up. I don't know if they've been told to, uh, and I feel like, well, what were they doing on the last two lockdowns? All these uh, teachers, but again, I don't want to point fingers. It's just yeah, it's just a little. I don't know what the word is. It's just a sheer uh, not being set up for it. We don't have a classroom. And I'm not a, or Lauren is not, my wife is not a, uh, an educator. I'm, I've not studied to be a teacher, an academic teacher. And uh, you then start getting into this vicious circle. It's like, well, it's so important, our education. Uh, you start getting angry with them at times because they're not paying attention or not wanting to do it or not getting it, whatever it is. And then you end up getting angry with yourself and then guilty with yourself because you shouldn't be angry about it. And you don't really know what the fuck you're actually doing. And it's yeah. like this like whirlwind of a, of a thing. And uh, I don't know if you can relate to it in any sense. Uh, only through like my imagination. Like I'm trying to imagine learning anything for more than one hour through a Zoom call, you know? Like me and you talk on here for an hour and it's relatively pleasant, but I can't really imagine just sitting here for two, three, four hours while someone teaches me algebra through the screen. Yeah, academic, uh, academic. Yeah. I'd really struggle with that, like, or, or, and I'm, you know, a, a mature, semi-disciplined, grown-ass man, let alone when I was a teenager and my attention was already just all over the place by standard. And then you're at home and, you know, you're, like you said, you're in your kitchen and you can smell toast and you're meant to be focused on, on studies. Like, it's just not an, like, it's not the environment. You don't have the, the setup for it. No one, no one does. So, yeah, I... I mean, it's just, it's a band-aid on a 
massive gaping wound, isn't it? That in terms yeah. of how they're, they're trying to give them something, which is great, but it's certainly not what they need. There's a reason that these kids go to school go to five school. days yeah. a week, you know? And like, I'm all for homeschooling, as <clears> in if you make it your thing. Uh, but those, uh, the club who are homeschooled, some of the kids that uh, come train with us, uh, they have a setup. They actually have a classroom. They have, classroom. you know, mum and dad have created a timetable for it. So we, you know, we've done that now. We've said, okay, this is time that we are going to start school where they've got these Zoom classes anyway. And this is what you're going to do. Uh, a bit different with Poppy, like she's six. And uh, it's very much what I found as a bit of advice if I was using this as a chance to give it out there is all they need is love all they need at that age is attention and love they're not going to learn algebra uh you know you they might write their numbers one to 20 getting to write their name a few times uh you know they the school have provided some good worksheets to follow but like tuesdays uh we we don't have academic learning Yesterday, we went to uh, the vets. So we walked the dogs to the vets. Uh, we came home and we spent the whole day in the garden. Uh, she was doing uh, mud kitchen, which is basically a kid in the kitchen using mud and whatever else, leaves and everything uh, as the delicacies. And that, that was just, that's just perfect. And then today we're back to a bit of reading, that kind of thing. So we've mm. kind of nailed it. it just takes so much energy and attention. I think what also is the factor is you're not prepared as in your daily routine isn't that. While you're doing that, you're you're not cleaning, you're not washing, you're not. It's like it, it requires so much attention. And then Daisy, who's year like seven of uh, the uh, secondary school, like we get to a point, and she's like, basically, I, I can't be asked today. I don't want to do it. And you're looking at this stuff and it's like, you know, adverts of the Victorian century, uh, plague and death. And it's like really mate i don't want to be doing this right now either <laughs> i i don't even want to be helping you on this kind of doing stuff this. uh and it, yeah it, it's just it's just such a challenge but then you know she gets into a rhythm and she gets it done she has this, the classes as well and everything else so yeah ran over that's uh that's on me and uh homeschooling well, I'll ask one question just to wrap it. Would you say, and I guess this is hard to know because you weren't at school with them for the other years, but would you say this year their education has been compromised? No, Did and this is something far? No, this is something that I've thought about as well. And uh, I've uh, spoke to a few people and I shared a good quote. Uh, well, it was someone uh, had posted it. I shared a good post the other day. And uh, this lady had said she missed four years of school in Bosnia because of the war. Uh, there so she didn't go to school for four years because they were blowing each other up and now she's got a PhD in medicine and she's got a very good job in the city and everything else and right. uh, she said that even though she missed all those years of education uh, all she needed was that care and that love and then it was fine you know she she moved on so I, I don't think I think if you're locked in a room and you don't see daylight and uh you know you're you're basically feral i think you're gonna probably have difficulties uh but i don't think it will have any well it'd be interesting to see any lasting yeah. effects 
I guess so, because they're still doing exams, etc. Right? Like no, this year, they're, I imagine. No, they're not now. So oh, they're not. Uh, C, yeah, CC's year have been told she's year eleven. So uh, GCSE years or whatever they call it now have been told they're not going to sit the uh, the exams. So it's going right. to be done on some, not this algorithm, but something else. And to me, that does seem fair because the exams are so set up for all of the work that you've done, as in you basically go to school for those exams, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's just uh, prep for that. And if, if you don't prep for those exams, you don't know the code, you don't know the, uh, I think that's fair. And I think the, you know, the teachers are going to judge it. And however they do it, I think is better than doing an exam. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I guess it also just clashes with working from home, doesn't it? Because again, I don't have kids, so I, I'm just guessing, but kids go to school and then you flick a switch. Like once you've dropped off the last kid, you then flick the switch that, right, I'm not responsible for them for the next five hours. I can yeah. get stuff done. But obviously that's just constantly either being interrupted or just not being flicked at all. Because like you said, your teacher slash parent slash you know, carer and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. And you're living in a roof where, you know, you can't, we're not meant to be leaving home at the moment. We're not meant to yeah. be seeing anyone. So uh, that in itself is uh, <laughs> a world Just a bit of a mad loop. I, I don't know if you ever feel this, but it ties in with what I said at the start about the losing control. And uh, maybe you can uh, put it in different words or different experiences. But uh, last week, like with the losing of the control, there's certain things that happen. I suppose it's your focus or something. But do you ever feel like the world is against you? That's the only way I can sort of put in it. And it's like things are happening and it's like, man, the world is against me today kind of thing yes but I, I know what you mean by asking for that in different words um i like to i often i don't believe in a god but when that happens to me i often look up and just say you're testing me today aren't you because uh, yeah. i just see it it's just one after the other after the other uh, and you have that kind of moment especially on like number three whatever it is the third shitty thing of the day where you just have to stop and either laugh at it and realize that this is just what's happening right now uh, or get really pissed off and get into your kind of get caught up in your feelings so i know what you mean it's not oh the world's against me well i can't do anything right it's yeah you feel that you're being tested from, from the yeah outside. i suppose when i say and that's a better way of putting it i think being tested uh i say it from the point of view not so much that you've done something wrong yourself it's more a case of things come along that you just don't need and it's like uh why, why are you doing that to me kind of thing uh, so yeah. i've had a had a few of those moments but you said top three i've come with a top three ready if you're oh, ready okay. to take the challenge and it's oh, not yeah. food related go go hit me I don't know how you can uh, get involved with this. So you might have to, uh, you know, change it, tweak it. But I want to do top three Lego. Okay, I can do. Um, all right, I might have to tweak, but all right, fine. Top, top three top Lego. Top three Lego because we we had a Lego day last week. Our youngest Poppy, we've got boxes of Lego. Like I've got a serious amount of Lego that's sitting around. Uh, we haven't even got the Star Wars Lego out yet. But I've got all the friends like the, uh, yeah, you know, do you know what the friends Lego is? Mm -hmm. I wanted to say girly, but that's wrong. It's not girly. It's friends Lego. Not as in the show, as in 
uh, they call it the, <laughs> the, the series. The, the thing. Um, Even though we've got a friend set as well, funny enough. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Poppy was on about it. And literally last Tuesday, she just played Lego for the whole day. She came down in the morning, uh, we got the Lego out, and stuff weren't even built, and she played it for the whole school day. And at one point, Lauren turned like to me and said, day. yeah, should we be, you know, educating her? It's like, this is the best thing she could be doing right now. And she's playing, she's socially active, you know, someone killed someone, I think, but, you know, it was all, all, all happening. And I was enjoying building Lego. It, yeah, it was like the perfect day. So I thought we've got to do, we've got to do top, top three lego so for those at home that can't see uh, can you see my screen as it's beautiful this is vintage lego this uh i don't have the actual set for those at home uh, i don't have the code oh yes i do it's uh, 6285 and it's uh, the lego pirate ship i'm going to call it the original lego pirate ship uh, I can remember getting this at Christmas. I can remember my brother making it for me because uh, I didn't have a clue. And basically, this is one set that never got broken down. It always stayed up and it was played and played and played. I've still got this set. I've still got this set. It's oh, in wow. the box, actually, next to me here in pieces. Uh, but, yeah, to me, that Lego ship is it's just childhood written all over. I love it. I love it. So... Are we going to go one for one or are we doing all three? Yeah, yeah, go for, go for one, one for one. So uh, just background for everyone listening, I have not had Lego sets uh, growing up or as That's an adult. That's why I thought I'd ask this. This is why I thought so, I'd ask this. But why I can still play along. Because as a kid, my only Lego that I can recollect is I just had the big yellow box. So it was just a massive bucket. It had the lid that looked like a Lego piece. And it was just squares, tubes, triangles, etc. Just Legos. Uh, and I remember spending more time just building with that than any other toy I had in like my early childhood. I just spent hours, uh, houses, robots, transformers, you name it. Uh, I'm sure they look terrible, but I remember having a lot of fun with just basic Lego, but kind of not uh, nothing specific and nothing as a set. So that big yellow box will, will be my first pick if that's allowed. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, my <laughs> second pick is uh, the Millennium Falcon. Uh, so uh, this is the actual one I've got. It's from A New Hope, so it's got the round dish and everything else. It's not the super set. I don't have any of those, you know, with like 10,000 billion pieces, you know, these, I forget what they call them, uh, but like master sets. It's not that one. I'm talking your, you know, uh, uh, yeah, your, your reasonable set, I suppose, is what you'd call it. And what I think is so good about that set and the, the thing with Lego is what they did with the themes. And like, I'm a set man. I love the sets and what they've done with the themes and everything else. So like growing up, I loved the pirates. My brother before me, he loved all the space stuff. But they then created these sets which are the themes of the movies themselves like star wars and you know there's loads of other ones jurassic park and everything else and it's like i just think they capture it just with these same bricks there's very few additional pieces which are well if any specific to you know a new mold and uh, mm. i just think it's fantastic what they do with that yeah they, they are great and it, the, my number two which is fitting with that is and again, I've never owned it, but every time I see it, I just think if I had a million dollars and I could buy one thing like, without worrying about it, it's the Death Star. 
the, oh, the yeah. big yeah. Mac Daddy one because there's loads of different ones, but there's one which is like I don't know all the pieces. Uh, and I see that thing every now and then, you know, you walk past the Lego store and they've got one in the display window. And I just think if I had the time and the money <laughs> and the space to build that thing, well, that'd be the one that would be where my attention went. I think they look amazing. Yeah. And then my third one is uh, it's just because of the diversity of Lego, like I was saying about the feed and everything else. And uh, it's a, a camper. <laughs> Uh, a Lego so camper. <laughs> it's it's full working order. It's got it's the little raised thing and everything. Top. It's got doors. It, it's yeah. It, it's a Lego camper. And uh, yeah, yeah I just think hats off to Lego. I think they're engineering their their thought process, everything else. It's yeah, fantastic. So that's my my top three Legos. Yeah. Well, there's uh, going for my top three. There's a great. Uh, Netflix documentary and I think it's the toys that we grew up with or something like this and there's a whole episode devoted to Lego and they go through their story and you know it's actually quite a mad I'm sure you know it or I don't know yeah, if you do but it's quite an impressive and crazy story of how they got to be where they were and, and bust and everything and bust yeah. and all the rest and uh, the part I found really interesting was the Ninjago uh, era which I think was explain this, so these are the little ninjas. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they were in the 90s, maybe late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know. But this was one of the points where they were, you know, every, everyone had started playing video games and everyone was done with toys and everyone wanted a, a console now. And then they, they managed to reinvent themselves a little bit and tap into something that got kids playing with Lego again. And I think it's that willingness to adapt without changing who you are. Like it was still Lego, it was still these pieces, but they saw that if they just kept doing what they were doing with no adaptation, that they were gonna, they were gonna sink. Uh, and it was, I, I saw them and I just thought, yeah, as a kid, if I was at that right time, I would have found those really cool. Uh, and it kind of, it's that, it's that ability to capture what kids need, which is just to go, that's cool, uh, yeah. at the right time. So and those ones again, and adults, yeah, but that's the, and that's the beauty of it, isn't it? Because that's what's made you hold on to it, is that yeah. you've, you know, as a kid, you enjoyed it. And as you've grown up, everything you've enjoyed, Star Wars, et cetera, uh, what's the other, you, the, uh, the, the DeLorean? Yeah, Back, back to, to the Future. Uh, yeah. All your things of childhood and adolescence get to come with you in the form of Lego. And I think that's like just a brilliant thing. Is that you? Was that your third thing? As so that would be my third free. I, I'm. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Ninjago. I feel like that's. Yeah, what it is. yeah, Ninjago. Yeah, 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 the, yeah those yeah. guys. And, and then that ended up having a TV series, and then we got into the Lego Movie and all the rest of it. Which yeah, is, yeah. So I, I, yeah, good. Well, little clap for Lego. Well done to you yeah, guys. Yeah, definitely. And then that, that that now uh, brings me circle with what we started talking about. And last week, I uh, like the Lego definitely helped, but I did a some yoga uh, on Friday. Did my wife's yoga session, and then did some training uh, on Friday. And you know when you've just been uh, you've lost control, when you get it back, that that feeling is just so empowering. And like right now, I feel empowered just from our conversation about Lego. And I, I love that empowering. So I suppose maybe you've got to lose control to find it and all of that balance and everything else. But I, yeah, I then love that empowering again. 
Yeah, being back on the path. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. Well, I've got a food topic if you didn't have one. Yeah, maybe. no, go for it. All right. I don't know if it's a food topic, but I'm going to count it. Anything in your lifetime that you've eaten that you were not meant to eat oh. was not edible, that somehow got digested or thought it was edible and then ended up not being something you could eat and had a bad experience without us obviously getting into too much gruesome detail. Yeah, well, tell me, tell me about it. I'm going to have to think on this. Otherwise, we're going to have a, a well, delayed pod. Take your time because I don't know what was wrong with me as a child, but I had a real problem with eating <laughs> things that should not have been eaten. Uh, and the one that, <laughs> that came to this. mind that I, I, I just, these are the, I don't remember much of my childhood. It, a lot of it hasn't stuck, but these, there's a few little clips in my mind that stuck. And most of them are of stuff where my mum was like, what have you put in your mouth? What is that? Why are you eating it? So here's one. Um, I somehow got hold of a magazine and I was flicking through this magazine and it had a sample for shampoo, uh, which is like, you know, a little, it looks like a mayo packet that you'd get at like Burger King or something. And not knowing, I just remember really clearly going, nice, opening it tropical, you know, <laughs> and it went, like, I'm going to assume... Good. I'm going to assume herbal essences. That's going to be my guess. And I remember burping bubbles. I remember sitting there and making bubbles and then feeling really sick and, uh, and vomiting up a foam, uh, a foam and vomit because it mixed with the acid in my stomach and made a right oh, mess. That's brilliant. And I've got a handful of those where I'm just like, I don't Tell know me what more. Tell me more, Ned. Right. I want to know, because I'm actually crying, you know, when you laugh. <laughs> so tell me more. So here, here's, a, here's a great one. This was probably TMI in terms of information. I was really young and it was my first <laughs> trip to Cyprus and I got left with my grandparents. My grandparents on my dad's side are real village people. So they just believe you leave the kid to be and if it dies, it's it was weak and don't worry about it. You've got five more <laughs> spares. So they weren't, they weren't hands-on in terms of taking care of us. And somehow I decided to swallow a battery. Uh, this battery was <laughs> there for like um, motion detectors. So they're like half the size of a double A. And for whatever reason, again, I must have looked at it and thought, it's basically chocolate. <laughs> it's, it's practically a sweet. And I ate it and then my sister grasped me up. She told my dad, she was like, he's he swallowed a battery. He went down all right. Did you have to like take some milk with it or juice I, or something? I, I only remember being on a bed and just going, and it just went. You didn't even chew. Didn't even chew. It just went. I guess I thought it was a gobstopper or something. I have no idea what was going on. Swallowed this battery. So now my grandparents. They're, they're on it, but they're not like, oh, we better get him to hospital to get his stomach pumped. My granddad, uh, my grandma is holding me open whilst my granddad is sticking two fingers down my throat, trying to make me vomit. Doesn't happen. So then I'm sat on the toilet and I'm told I can't get off until I passed it. And I sat on the toilet for two hours and then he came by periodically with a stick uh, and probed to, to check but I apparently passed it one way or the other, either yeah. this way or that way, it came out. It came out. Well, I, I'm not even <laughs> going to say anything, Kaz, because I can't top that. And I know, in all honesty, in living memory, as in it must have been before I can remember, or I, I cannot recall, 
all consuming something I shouldn't have, or that was not the kids have done it. They've had three kids. No, no, I, I don't know. Um, oh, I, I knew yeah. I was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I've had other people tell me similar, where they've had a child swallow a battery, like a watch battery. I'm not talking a full-on half a double A, like a watch yeah. battery. And they went <laughs> through three, da- three days of cutting up poo to find it, to realise yeah. that the, they could never swallowed it in the first place. So playing oh, a fun. prank <laughs> on them. Cece uh, uh, had a thing about uh, putting stuff up her nose. Uh, when okay. she was a kid so you know like those little polystyrene balls yeah yeah we yeah. had a couple of uh, visits to hospital because she put a few of those oh, up her nose or at the beach uh little pebbles up her nose uh where we managed to get her to blow them out in most occasions but like it's like you're not going to be putting that up your nose but yeah no uh yeah i i'm not to my maybe i'm not paying that much attention but you know, no. One of my party tricks is I can fit a 50p up one of my nostrils. Okay, we're going to see that at some point yeah, then. Not this week because I don't have any coins, but I will <laughs> I will happily do this on podcast for you next okay. week if I remember. So remind 50p. me. I don't know if I could do a £2 coin. Is that bigger than a 50p? I think you should bring both. And well, well, the, the biggest coin I can find, <laughs> and I'm going to try and vertically oh. mount it in my nose. Okay, yep, and we talk about everything on Short Convos. <laughs> this actually kind of ties in with what I, I thought. Uh, There's no way this ties in with anything you have to say. It, it does actually in some weird, weird, and wonderful way. And uh, it came to me while we were in the garden yesterday when we were doing homeschooling in the garden. So Poppy's on her mud kitchen. I've helped uh, helped her, you know, uh, sort it out, get it ready and everything. It's raining, it's wet, it's everything else, but we're just outside, just enjoying being outside. Dogs are running around, getting filthy muddy and everything else. And I'm uh, making some bonsai pots. So I worked out to put all of my bonsais is going to cost me far more money than I'm ever likely to have hands on at any time soon. Uh, so all my, majority of my bonsais are in training pots. So I had a couple of things delivered on pallets during the last lockdown. Uh, for instance, uh, the new engine for the camper arrived on a pallet. And I thought, you know what? I'll use these pallets and I'll make a bonsai pot. Do you want to see it? Shall I show you? Yeah, I do want to see. That sounds amazing. It's still in the uh, process of being finished. I've got different sizes. uh, But for those at home, do you want to describe for them as? Beautiful. Drainage holes. People would charge big money for like this rustic at home made bonsai pot. I love it. Yeah, so I'm going to sand them down. I'm going to make them look pretty and paint them so that they weather and everything else. But there yeah. there I am. And, like, I wasn't going to go out. Uh, that was the last one I made, and it was using the last bits of timber. And I wasn't going to go out and get another bit of timber. I thought, out of principle, I'll make it out of just this pallet. What I got. Uh, what I got. So I had to stick two lengths together overnight with glue to make it long enough to face to face. Uh, and then the the bases wouldn't fit so I had to cut one yeah so I was doing a little bit of carpentry I'm here in the garden I'm cutting it and it's like you know what this is such an insignificant task in the whole (laughs) scheme of things in the whole scheme of everywhere and everything 
this this is such an insignificant task you know i could be doing things with my time right now that are far more productive as in they're going to lead to making money or uh just better use of your time or everything else but in that moment with the rain coming down with my daughter playing in the mud kitchen with the dogs running around i didn't want to be doing anything else but jigsaw cutting this bit of wood to try and make it fit uh, in a box that that i was making and uh, the the moral of the story i'm getting to it then made me start to think is not every single task uh insignificant as in if the further you get out like let's say for instance and hear me out uh, it's going to probably come across wrong to start with but if you uh cured cancer like if you take a real zoom out and think of our planet in now the universe let alone our solar system that that then is an insignificant task isn't it in the real scheme of size of things so then that's when well i'm standing in the rain i have an is it an epiphany or whatever the word is and i think it then makes every single task we ever do so significant because without every single insignificant task we wouldn't have everything Am I am I right or have I completely lost the plot here? No, I think you're right. I think we get to choose what's significant. Um, so people can look at anything they want and tell you that's a waste of time, that's a waste of energy, that's a waste of money. But at the end of the day, it it's on us. It falls on each individual to decide what is important and what is significant. And I think we are often lied to and tried to be sold what we should think is significant and what is important. Uh, and I think moments like that are what we all need to try to find more often where you could, a lot of people could turn to that and go, you are wasting your life. Uh, and you could turn back to them and just say, I don't care. Like if this is wasting my life, then I'm you cool know what right now is my my thing so i i've been at dojo today getting a load of admin stuff done you know personal stuff done everything else i've come home set up for a zoom uh class uh ding ding on the bell uh do you know what my like okay i'm gonna have 20 minutes downtime. you know what that is right now i'm finding lego pieces so we've got that big yellow box like you got full of lego I've got the instructions and at the back of the instructions, it lists all the pieces List. you need. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried to build a set from a huge box of Lego that contains a hundred <sighs> sets. It, <No>. It's like <laughs> the impossible task. Uh, you just need one brick. You can't find in any shape <laughs> or color. So I find it really therapeutic to pick out every piece that you need for that set. And then when you go to build it, it's all there. And it actually feels like that experience of a new Lego set again, because you haven't got the trauma of trying to find pieces. <laughs> so yeah, there's another insignificant thing that's so significant at the moment. I love it. I think it's great. Jay, we just need a quote and we've wrapped this up beautifully. Yeah. Well, I think I've got a mantra today and uh, I thought we could pick up next week with a bit of conversation on that. 
And uh, yeah, I, I've already made a couple of notes on that. And I'm going to go with the great Star Wars. And I think it's actually one of the best quotes or mantras uh, going. I am one with the force and the force is with me. I just think that mantra, like, I don't know. Well, we'll save it for next time. I don't know if you've got any experience with mantras or affirmations or whatever you want to call them. So we can pick up on that next time. But I just love that. I love Rogue One. I love that film. I love that character. Uh, he's not a Jedi, as in he's not force sensitive, but he behaves like a Jedi. And almost at the end, without giving away if someone's haven't seen it, that mantra makes him have force-like powers, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. like that. I am one with the force and the force is with me. Yeah, great one. Uh, my one kind of really goes with what we were saying today. I shared this uh, on our warrior Instagram for my martial arts school. Uh, and it's one tree can make 1000 matches, but one match can burn 1000 trees. The moral one negative thought can destroy a 1000 positive ones. Yeah, I did like that. And I did think of uh, a lot of matches going up in flames as well. It was like <laughs> Wicked dude. I really really enjoyed that conversation like i do at the Me end too. of every every uh convo uh but i came in very very pumped for it today as well so thank you very much pleasure and thank you to everyone listening we will see you yeah. all next time peace out peace